All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the Boca Podcast. I am your host, Nathan Holritz. Happy Monday to those of you who might be live streaming with us. I appreciate you being here. Don't be shy. Join the conversation, comment, ask questions, and uh, take advantage of this opportunity to connect with our brand new guest who I'm going to introduce here in just a second. For those of you that are listening to the live stream after the fact or watching the live stream after the fact, please come be part of this live stream at some point. If you want to follow us on Instagram at Boca Podcast, you can keep up to date with the upcoming live stream schedule and come be part of the show. Uh, I hope that everybody, for those of you who celebrated a holiday over the weekend, had a good holiday. I appreciate your patience as we got started a little bit late today, had some technical issues, but I think we're ready to go here. And I want to introduce our brand new guests on the show today. Jakevius Phillips is with me. Jakevius, thank you so much for making this happen. I really appreciate it. Had no problem. Thank you for the opportunity. Well, we're going to actually get into a topic that we've not really discussed much on this show. I'm, I'm genuinely excited about it. I don't even actively photograph anymore. I'm like, hmm, this is this really is something that's kind of under discussed in the industry, the idea of a loyalty program. And we're going to get into that here in just a second. But before we do, will you do me a favor and introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, no problem. Well, I'm Jakevius Phillips, I'm born and raised from the historic Montgomery, Alabama, and currently residing in Lewis Center, Ohio, which is a um, northern suburban area of Columbus, Ohio, and started J Epitome Photography 2000, January 2017, so coming up on a five-year anniversary. <laughs> Congratulations, that's awesome. Yeah, and where our motto is, where senior graduates' branding and headshot portraits are captured as one of the perfect examples of quality photography as well well and i'm going to pull up your website here for anybody who might be live streaming with us or watching the the replay of the live stream if you go to j epitome j-e-p-i-t-o-m-e photography.com of course we'll link to this in the show notes at bocapodcast.com you can also f uh, follow jakevius if you go to j epitome underscore photography on instagram again we'll link to that in the show notes at bocapodcast.com how did you come up with the name jakevius um I also await for that question. <laughs> so I came up with the name actually because when I was trying to ponder, I was like, I just didn't want it to be Jakevius Phillips photography. Um, and that was it, you know, because a lot of people do that. Sure. But I said I had to come up with something intriguing and interesting. So I come from a dance background and also I was in the band as well. Saxophone no section leader. Yeah, <laughs> shout out. I played, I played a bit of soprano saxophone myself. Yeah, alto, alto. Okay, and very cool. I attended Stanhope Elmore in Jefferson Davis High School in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, but um, I said, okay, well, they call me Jay, but what is a word that could actually um, show the definition of who I am, my character, and eventually my brand? So the only luxury word I would say is um, epitome and epitome is a person or thing that is a perfect example of a particular quality or type. Yeah. So Jay, me and my brand is the perfect example of the person or thing of that particular quality or type, which mm. is photography. So Jay epitome photography. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, we talk quite a bit on the podcast about the significance of values and how values, at least from my perspective anyway, I think values should play a really big role in the business that we create. And it sounds like you're yeah. very much doing just that. You're building that value set, who you are as an individual, you're building that into the brand. Yes, yes. And you have to have 
the value um, because it's not just about going out picking up the camera um, I've been finding myself say that a lot lately um, because in our industry we find ourselves just picking up the camera go to conferences and focus on the shooting that's the easy part but the value is the most imperative measure that you have to discuss and you have to project to mm. your clients and that brings your customer loyalty your brand loyalty which leads to royalty oh wow okay well and we could kind of dig deep on that but i want to pick up on that point that you mentioned about loyalty of course we're going to talk about a loyalty program today um, sue is chiming in from youtube she says hello from sun valley idaho hey sue thanks for chiming in and for the rest hello, of you that are live streaming with us don't be shy say hello join the conversation <laughs> and again as we get into this topic about loyalty program ask questions uh, and on that note, Jakevius, I want to jump into this topic of loyalty programs. It's a big topic, I know. How would you sum up the idea of a loyalty program, first of all? How would you define that? If you had one sentence to tell a photographer about what a loyalty program is, how would you sum it up? Um, well, one sentence, I would say it's the, it's the customer's willingness to work with you at a repetitive measure and repeat purchases also because it's the value of the brand which leads to the royalty okay in one sentence so if so it, you're the, the customer's loyalty which leads to that repeat business um, and maybe you'll explain a little bit more of this as we go along but yeah you know, i think the typical approach to a photography business is certainly the approach that i took as a wedding photographer is that we hopefully do a really good job for our clients and they like that experience with us and so they talk about us and they send other business our way and then, you know, if, if I'm photographing weddings, maybe that same client comes back to me for family photography or if, it's, if I'm a family photographer, maybe that same family will come back to me for sessions. And it just kind of happens like we kind of expect it to happen organically versus a loyalty program, which is like you've created some structure around the idea of bringing those same clients back. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's basically of you actually going to build the trust with your clients. And then also you having the accountability as well, when, whether it's positive or negative feedback, because you're going to have it no matter sure. what type of business you're doing, but especially with photography as well. But you have to make sure that you have the accountability portion as well. And then you have to know the data, the analytics behind I mean, your business as well. And then also another key measure is listening to your customers. And you have to know what is it that you're offering that they like. So you can incentivize for them referring someone to your brand. Mm. And then there is a lot of businesses that we know of that they run their business off referrals, like period. Right. And that's it. So what a loyalty program essentially is, is incentivizing those referrals. That happens with like referrals happen with a lot of photography businesses. You're basically giving that a boost by saying, here's an incentive. Like you become part of this loyalty program. We'll incentivize your referrals to our business. Is that right? Yeah, basically. So there are different measures of how you can go about it. So you have the um, constructive measure of going about it to where if they collect points, if how many ever many purchases that they do with you. And then that's when if they do three purchases with you, they get a free eight by ten. Okay. Or if they do five purchases like I have with a business partnership that I do. So when they refer four customers to me, they get. 11 by 14. And then that's when they refer six um, customers to me for that business partnership. They get a free mini session on me. 
okay for that for that business partnership you can take that element and then use it in your regular customer base and you can offer vip as well okay. versus the regular standard customers okay and they get that certain incentive and then also another way to just incentivize for people coming to your brand as well when they do their first booking like i have um with sprout studio that i use and i'm a sprout studio ambassador yeah shout <laughs> um, out to sprout they're great. <laughs> um, so I have in my workflows that every time whenever a client books, well, not every time, but when you book your first booking with me, you get that 15% off. And that's in my workflows and it automatically goes out to the customer after they book. Okay. Maybe we'll come back around to kind of dig into a little bit more detail about what those incentives look like. You talked about a VIP program. I'm kind of curious about that as well. I do want to say hello to Sabrina. Sabrina saying hello from Facebook. Thanks for chiming in, listening, watching, Sabrina. Appreciate that. That's my mom. Oh, well, shout out mom. That's awesome. Well, and, and for anybody else who's live streaming, for those of you that are being shy and not saying anything, don't be shy. Come on, jump in the conversation, say hello. And uh, as I mentioned, ask questions as we go along here too. So have, have you always run loyalty programs in your photography business, Jakevious, or is there... Is this something that you kind of, there was a certain point where maybe you heard from another photographer you should do this, or you, you were watching other business models where you saw that this, this could be really valuable. What was, what was it that made you implement it in your business? Um, yeah, it, it definitely was not a, something that I started out with when I started my business. Um, believe it or not, it's only been like a year, um, maybe if that, where I jumped into this, but it was a, a turning point to where attending conferences, WPPI, ClickCon, um, and it's just, it was like going to the conferences and hearing and focusing on the shooting and hearing people focusing on using, you know, the modifiers, your strobes, continuous light, whatever it is that you do. Um, and I'm just thinking in my head, there's has to be more to this than just the shooting to build a hierarchy and autonomous photography business. Hmm. Um, so I'm like, it has to be more to it. So as I'm going along and attending workshops, conferences and all that jazz, um, I'm researching and just starting to dive in more to just business workshops as well, because I'm not just attending just the photography ones. So I'm um, looking at it and also thinking of my previous work history. I'm just thinking of what is it that made customers return? How did people build their actual clientele? And one of the key points that standed out to me when I worked in retail was the rewards program, the loyalty program of every time when they scan their barcode for signing up with that particular store or whatever the brand may be. They scanned their points and you got a reward for just shopping there. So with me thinking about that and thinking of my previous work history in retail, hmm, that's when the light bulb came on. Why aren't we doing that and pushing that measure in the photography industry? Because it's more to it than just the shooting. Like I'm seeing the element of just, okay, picking up the camera, shooting, and then that's when you just book the client and then that's it. They hear from you when the gallery is ready and then that's it. And that's it. That's all. Be on time. Okay. But yeah. then, and then you also want to charge a fee if they're late. But also, it goes to the point of okay, well, it has to be better because you have to incentivize the client. You reward the client. No, you don't have to just give away. But whenever they refer someone, incentivize the client. Or if you have VIP people, 
then incentivize with them. Give them a reward for returning. You can do that in a various, all photography genres, <laughs> I definitely think. So do you think that the, I mean, let me ask you this. What do you, how would you sum up the benefits of a loyalty program? And it may seem like a rhetorical question. Like people are like, well, obviously it, it encourages return business. I get that. Would you, is that really the primary benefit or do you see other benefits that have helped your business as well? Um, yeah, I, I definitely have seen the benefit uh, because it also will help that particular photographer entrepreneur see that it doesn't take a lot of clients to actually have your business to have longevity. Mm -hmm. You can have only a few and I promise you, you can thrive. You do not have to have 20 plus clients or something like that every single month, you know, but you can thrive off of just really the benefits of it. You build up the trust, you being transparent as well, which leads to the repeated, the repetitive clients as well. And then also it establishes your brand hmm. like in general, and that okay. helps you stand apart from your competitors and makes you a more autonomous. Yeah, it's you're right that it would help you stand out because I most photography businesses, at least from my understanding, um, do not have a loyalty program. I understand it's probably more commonplace in the senior photography marketplace. But outside of that, um, I, I know there are always exceptions, but outside of that, generally speaking, I don't think most wedding or portrait studios are running loyalty programs actively. So it would certainly enable you to stand out. And that's that's a pretty fascinating, uh, I guess, premise for for implementing something like this. What what would you say this particular type of loyalty program is been, or what genre I should say is is it beneficial for? Does it work not only for portrait studios but also for for weddings? Or could you incorporate something like that into weddings? What what are your thoughts on that? Uh, sure. So I definitely see a benefit across all genres of photography, but definitely um, with senior branding and headshots and wedding as well. Um, like, for example, there are a plethora of entrepreneurs. So everyone has a small business these uh, these days. So when you refer another entrepreneur, if you have a program, a loyalty program, whenever they're repetitive, repetitive coming to you at the same time and they're getting headshots, they're building up points or you can keep track of that inside of your CRM to where they're getting those particular items to reward them for returning. So they continue to come and get headshots and then with branding and with also with the headshots. And then that's when with weddings also, someone has to get married. They know a sister, a brother, a family member also at the same time. And then they have a friend that they're going to get married. So you can incentivize with that as well. And then they also, when later on down the road, they're going to have children, possibly. And then right. they're going to return for family pictures. And so they have that coupon that they can use for that discounted item whenever they come back or whenever they want to purchase an album later on down the road after the photography shoot also. Okay. So you can definitely do it in wedding photography. And another way of even doing it with um, wedding photography um, also is, I mean, it's just you when you build the family and then you also going to have a senior if you have a child. Eventually, that child is going to go to school. They're going to grow up. So that goes over and transition to senior photography. Sure. So you can do it across different genres or photography. That makes sense. And you talked about keeping track of points in a CRM. Does Sprout allow you to keep, do they have a loyalty program 
structure built into the CRM? So I like getting a hold of systems and I like breaking them to make it work my way. <laughs> okay. Um, so I've been with um, Sprout for two years. There's a credit and coupon area within Sprout to where you can limit for unlimited usage on coupons. And then you also have the way to limit and then you see the usage and who uses it whenever they book you. So I keep track of that inside. There's like a documentation and notes area. I keep track of it. And then I transport that with um, Zapier onto my spreadsheets also. Okay. And then there's also another um, option that I would suggest um, where you have smile.io. That's a loyalty program that people can look at and utilize also. And then there is Yacht Pro think i'm saying it correctly <laughs> um and then um grow grow wave if you look up grow the w is like capital and then ave <laughs> but grow wave is my favorite also in conjunction with um sprout but if you solely want to just me starting out i started out just solely doing it in sprout because you can see the usage of the coupon at the same time and then okay. i document that on, under each client when it comes in as a lead and then convert into a shoot that's really cool. I, I, I was kind of smiling when you mentioned Zapier because I'm like, oh, this is a workflow guy. He's using those automations and spreadsheets, pulling the data into spreadsheets. I love it. And hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to actually pull this up on screen here, but you mentioned smile.io, uh, their tagline there, the position statement at the top is turn first time customers into forever customers with the world's most trusted loyalty app. And that's really interesting, actually. Um, I, I mm -hmm. kind of makes me want to dig into it a little bit more. The other one, one of the other ones you mentioned was Grow Wave, yeah. um, or Grow Ave, like you said, .io, all-in-one marketing <laughs> platform for Shopify. So it's a plug-in there that you can use. We'll link yep. to these. In, and did you did you mention one other platform as well? Um, it was another one. yacht yacht pro. I hope I said it correctly. Yacht like the y, like Y O T P O. I think. Yeah, Y O T P O. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm Y O T P O and I'm going to, yeah, well, I'll try to pull that up and what we can do. Yeah, here it is. Okay. So share my screen here one more time. Uh, yacht po Y O T P O.com turn one time shoppers into customers for life. Uh, this is all very interesting actually. And I'm going to kind of dig around in this a little bit after we finish up as well, but we'll link to all these resources for anybody listening or live streaming in the show notes at bocapodcast.com when the audio version of this episode comes out. So Jakibi, so let me kind of jump to practical application. What you're painting is a pretty compelling picture for those photography business owners who are maybe not currently running a loyalty program. I, I really like what you said in particular about how you don't have to have a ton of customers in order to run a healthy business. And especially if those customers are continuing to come back for repeat business, there's a really wonderful opportunity there. And so, I, to that end, I'm curious if you'd go ahead and, and walk our listeners through, you mentioned to me that you've got kind of five key ideas or major steps that a photographer would want to walk through in order to implement a loyalty program in their business. We walk us through those and I'm getting ready to take notes as well. Yeah, no, yeah, no problem. Um, well, the first one I would say, um, obviously, is loyalty. <laughs> that is the big one. Um, so you have to find that gist of knowing you know, your business analytics, and then you having the ownership to that particular customer. And then another part is the relationship building. I say your clients, you should date your clients. I heard that 
in a business um, class that I took as well. And I give shout outs to David and Donnie Shans, David Shans and Donnie Wiggins um, at the Social Proof Podcast in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, but relationship building is with the dating game. That's exactly how you can get to know your customers. And then also another gesture is holding your KPIs. Having KPIs into your business is key performance indexes. So that's holding you accountable. And then also SOPs, your standard operating procedures. And then that's when loyalty tactics. And that's that's actually what motivates the customer. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm furiously taking notes as you're talking here. So yeah. um, I didn't want you to think I was ignoring you. So I, I wrote down five. Oh, no and, and we'll, we'll kind of walk through each of these in, in more detail. Just the idea of loyalty to begin with. And I want to better understand what you mean by that. Number two was relationship building. Three, tracking KPIs. Four, SOPs. Five, loyalty tactics. So let's go back to number one. When you say we're starting with loyalty, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Um, loyalty. That's as far as you making sure that whatever you're your your mission statement what is your mission statement that you have in your business a lot of photographers again it goes back to the element um and not just photographers let me just say that um business owners in general you should have a mission statement and that's like one where i say i mean where seniors branding and headshots are captured as one of the perfect examples of quality photography so you have to have a mission statement there with you outlining what you actually bring to the table and mm -hmm. what you want to project. You have to hold that accountable to what you're going to present to your clients. If you say you're going to do that, it should be outlined as well. Then do it. Don't retract back on your word. And then once the client gets into your system and you shoot them and everything, and then you forget about one prime example, your turnaround time frame. For when you're going to return the uh, the photos after they go through post processing to your clients after the shoot, and then they pick their edits. There are a couple incidents that I've seen to where I've heard people they book someone, they come to me next, or they go to another photographer next, and then that's when they set three to five day business turnaround time frame, and then it takes them two to four weeks, almost to a month. And then so you have that that negative impact on you. And then that's when it goes out the door and then that can continue to actually go down the road. Mm -hmm. And then it's affecting you continuously getting customers into your door because you're just focusing on getting the client in and not actually giving them an experience. That's the loyalty, the experience and not just picking up the camera Own up to what you're projecting out to the community what's on your website what's in your contracts what's listed on there and don't just put it in the contract as well i have i have it in there okay well if it's three to five days or seven to ten days where i'm going to have my business turn around okay it's in the contract don't just tell your clients that okay it's in the contract you signed it you should know i go above and beyond and i also put it into my workflows of after I think it's 24 hours after the shoot is over with if I'm thinking of my workflow correctly but it's in there and then an email goes out and it's in bold print your photos after selected they will be turned around to you within that seven to ten business day turnaround yours may be five it may differ but put it in there go above and beyond go the extra mile and make sure that it's outlined whatever it is and you stick to your word and that's your SOP, your standard operating procedures, workflows help with that. 
and then you're holding up to your KPIs, your key performance indexes as well. Okay, that makes sense. So what we're talking about really is just a consistent follow through or delivering on the brand experience consistently. Um, yep. A consistent representation of your brand, its mission statement, like you talked about the SOPs and the KPIs, yep. and we'll come back to those in more detail in just a bit. But yeah, that's that really is so important. If we don't deliver on that brand consistently, it's a lot harder to build a business because people don't know what to expect. When yeah. multiple people time and time and time again have that same experience, it, they're naturally going to be able to refer others to that business because they know that experience is reliable. So delivering a, a consistent and reliable experience, I think that's really important. Number two, you talked about relationship building. And I have to say, a lot of photographers <laughs> talk about relationship building. And I'm curious to get your take on this because I'm, I'm a little bit, I guess you could call it cynical in that. I hear photographers talk about relationships, but then I also see photographers, I listen to them and the way that they engage with their clients or potential clients. And it feels kind of fake, honestly, a lot of the time. How do you, when you talk about relationship building, how do you actually show up genuinely? I hesitate to use the word authentically because it's overused, but how do you show up genuinely and and make a genuine effort at developing real relationships with these clients? Um, in order to stand out really, because I think a lot of photographers, they may say that they're about relationships, but it, it's very robotic and it's kind of fake and they're just doing business. Right. Um, mm-hmm. tell me your, I, I don't want to keep rambling. Tell me your take on this. How, how do oh, you create okay. those genuine relationships? Yeah. So how to go about it genuinely is you having consistent communication with your clients after you get them in the door and into your system and they learn your brand. Um, but the relationship building is, is the dating game. You have to compare that and trans, you have to transpose it into like your personal life, mm. but not, not fully because some people's dating life may be kind of, eh, you know, <laughs> and that's, and that's no matter what your preference is. I mean, Hey, I mean, sure. no matter whatever it is, I mean, Hey, but, yeah. but it's kind of like the dating game, you know, um, you have to date your clients you have to no matter if it's a mom coming to you if it's a guy coming to you for i mean headshots or a female entrepreneur or um someone coming to you i mean for their daughters graduating you have to date and get to know them what's their favorite food what's their favorite color you know before you allow someone into your home what do you have to do you have to really get to know them if you're really Mm. dating them before Mm. you open up your heart to that person that you want to show that love to, you have to actually get to know them. What is their favorite food? What do they like to do on a regular? That's learning those aspects of what do they need? What do they want? What do they like? So it's the dating game of you getting to know them inside and out genuinely, and not just because of picking up the camera. You can't just do that, not a thriving business. And not someone that actually wants to give the win to other photographers because our industry can do way better. It's kind of half and half, but I'm seeing a segment to where it pinches my heart because I'm just seeing it of just picking up the camera, picking up the camera. And I sum it up by calling that you're doing the bare minimum and it needs Mm. to stop, period, point blank. Yeah. Well, and, and I think these days, too, with technology being what it is, it's so easy to be a photographer, to take a decent picture. That's certainly not a differentiating factor anymore. To be able to take a pretty picture and slap a filter on it, you can make a, a million different pictures look great, good <laughs> enough for a client to, to pay you money for them, right? So 
that yeah. doesn't set us apart anymore as photographers. So it does, as you said earlier, come back to the experience. And part of that experience is making the genuine effort to get to know this person or these people begin to develop a relationship with them that will translate to a much better experience for them. And not so ironically, a much better experience for us as the business owner, right? It feels less like work when we're interacting with people that we actually like, that we care to connect with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have to care to connect with them and also just build up. I mean, whether you're getting to know a client when they come in, okay, do they have a daughter? Do they have a son? What do they like to do? That also helps you when you, while you're doing the dating game with your, um, um, your clients and building their relationship, that helps you later on down the road if you're doing IPS to upsell. Because if they if their daughter likes albums, that gives you the opportunity to actually go in and build with the photos after they pick their digitals. If they're just doing digitals, hopefully they're doing prints as well. We should be pushing that as a photographer. <laughs> um, but they may like albums. They may like a, um, actually the son may like a, uh, what do they call it? A dog chain or something like that. Therefore, you can go and if you know and get to know that, you can get that photo after doing the editing and present that in the IPS session in a dog chain. If the son likes that, that helps you, incent not incentivize, but it helps you upsell at the yeah, same time. Right. The, right. the albums, all of that. By you doing the relationship building, which is a part of your consultations because every photographer should be doing consultations. Well, not just photographer, entrepreneur, period. You should be doing consultations, getting to know your client. One way, another way how I do it as well, genuinely getting to know, every booking that comes through my system to me, I ask them the question, okay, how would you like to do the consultation? Microsoft Teams video or either in person? My clients that select in person, if they're locally anyway, for, to do in person, mm -hmm. I, meet up, I meet up with them in person for lunch, brunch, or dinner, and I ask them. And dinner is on me, brunch, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So that's me getting to know and you getting um, and asking them the questions and everything. But that's, that's a way of going above and beyond and showing what your brand is actually going to present to them. Like and that. just by me doing that, like I said, I didn't, no one told me, okay, well, meet up with them in person. That's me getting to know my mm -hmm. clients inside and out. I just mm -hmm. said, hey, consultations, let's meet up in person. I did start that before COVID, then, you know, COVID came along and kind of, huh. So, but we've, yeah. we, yeah, we've transitioned back to a, you know, kind of new stage and we're shifting and still trying to find our element. But that's one way of relationship building that you can build into your business. Do in-person consultations at the beginning. Don't just stay behind the camera. Doing the Microsoft team or either Zoom um, meetings, they're fine. Yeah. But go above and beyond, and then that's when you can do the in-person. My favorite spot was Panera Bread meeting up with all of my clients. Yeah. And it was on me, and that's me learning their brand if they're doing a branding session or mm -hmm. headshot or either for seniors learning, okay, if they were on the honor roll, what school do they want to go to? All that jazz, you know, and then if it's a family, because I only do family sessions once a year, getting to know, okay, how many kids, okay, um, getting to know the husband, all that, the mom, that's how you can go above and beyond. That's just one way. Hey, take it, make up your own, but it can be done. Yeah, you know, I, it's something that I noticed just in the, the photography community, even before COVID, was kind of a laziness amongst photographers to actually be willing to take the time and get out and connect with other photographers in person. 
And I wonder how that translates to their behavior with clients or potential clients too. Um, I know a lot of photographers argue that they're quote unquote introverts. They're uncomfortable meeting new people. And so the idea of being able to hide behind Zoom and hide behind Teams and Skype and whatever other software somebody might be using, it seems super convenient. But I would venture that the impact in that relationship with that client or potential client is less than if you're to do something like you're talking about, Jacubius, which is to actually take the time to meet them in person, get to know them in person, have those conversations face to face. It really makes a massive impact. And it's something that I did very intentionally with our clients as well. And it went a long way. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Okay. So we're starting then with a consistent delivery on the brand, the brand position, as you talked about. Number two is relationship building, the significance of a relationship building, ideally in person, if at all possible. Number three, you mentioned tracking KPIs. How does tracking KPIs play into the loyalty program? Um, okay, tracking with your KPIs because that actually are, okay, what's performing well? You have to know, okay, in your business, again, it goes to not just picking up the camera. You have to know what packages are actually selling. Um, what is it that your performance metrics on whenever you're doing an ad, whenever you're having the pop-ups on your actual website, you knowing the data um, data or data, however you want to say it, <laughs> um, you know, in those measures of what's working, what are your clients clicking on? Mm -hmm. What are your clients actually purchasing from you? So, you know, whenever, if you're going to have a sale or whatever you want to offer, you know, what to actually present to them, what can you do better at? There are some packages that you probably need to do away with, but you're still having them sit there. And then also the other KPI metric is what are you doing actually to hold yourself accountable? How are you performing? Are you making sure that every week you're looking at what you need to do to actually take it above and beyond? Do you need to do you need to pick up the camera more? Do you need to actually dial into the business side of things as far as learning referral programs, maybe financial analytics as well? You making sure you have your communication together. Are you missing workflows? Are you missing the systems? What is it that's not performing well and what's performing in a negative aspect also? And you have to be aware of it. I 100% agree. And honestly, not enough photographers are talking about this. So I love that you bring this up. Are you using Sprout to track those metrics? Or what, what software are you using to actually take a look at, for example, what packages are being booked more often than others and making a decision about what to keep and what not to keep. Again, these are conversations. Yep. I'm really stoked that you bring this up because not enough photographers are actually talking about using data to make decisions. Everything is mm -hmm. kind of by the heart or I'm passionate about this or I'm not passionate about that. And listen, yeah. I'm a, I'm a super emotional guy. Like feelings matter for sure. But if yeah. we're going to run a business and build a business and scale that and sustain that over yeah. time, we're crazy not to actually look at data and use data in our decision-making. Yeah. Um, in Sprout, there is a business health portion within Sprout Studio as well, where you can see, I mean, all the way down to your contact analytics, um, your numbers as far as financial, um, your packages, all that jazz. They have the business. So I use that with the business health portion. That's but cool. also also with, you knowing what's on your website, the behind the scenes what's everybody what is everybody clicking on on this page you also can use google analytics also that's connected to my calendly and also my website whenever you're updating it can be just the smallest things nathan as far as 
you just making sure when you update your website and then the wording on your website. Google will obviously, they will let you know as well. I have it connected to my website if your words are too small mm -hmm. for the client mm -hmm. and all that jazz. So you know in that type of data, it will help you. So those are a part of your KPIs, how they will help you elevate that portion of your business. Yeah, that's I love this. And honestly, we could make this an episode. In fact, maybe at some point we can do an episode just on on this very topic, because this needs to be highlighted a lot more in the industry. I realize it doesn't come naturally for most people to pay attention to the numbers. It certainly didn't for me. Yeah. This has been a, a lesson that I've learned over time. But whether it was my photography business or even photographers edit for some time, I wasn't paying enough attention to the data and leveraging that data. And I missed out as a result, right? I mean, I got super lucky that, that my, both my businesses have done as well as they have, but still I know the advantage that I began to have when I started being learning, first of all, how to look at that data, because that's a little bit of a process, right? If we're not trained in that way, we don't have a degree or whatever, looking at that information and making sense of it, that's kind of the first step, but then making decisions about how to leverage that data and go make change, whether it's to our website or to the packages that we're selling or otherwise, that's also a part of it. So is this something that you learned over time? Did you go to school for this? How did you go about learning the significance of using data? Um, I learned the significance um, by far, not in school, but <laughs> um, I learned it of just going within my business and growing. Like I said, I'm just about to come up on my five year and it's been so significant and growing so fast that I'm even mind blown behind it um, of learning all this stuff because it definitely was just going to the conferences and just hearing, but also as building up with my website, me learning how to build up the back end from the person that actually helped, I mean, build my website, shout out to Mallory in Atlanta. Um, but learning just the analytics of what goes with just knowing as far as like with your SEO, all that. And with hearing that, I'm like, okay, well, there are measures behind it. You can see the data of what they're clicking on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then that's when the light bulb is coming on of like, okay, well, what can I fix here? And what can help with delivery, deliverable to on this measure as well, to where it's also transposing to the loyalty and keeping everything consistent. Okay. So the data, learning the analytics that comes from over time of just building the business and building up the website, building up how to make sure you're doing the ads, how to make sure you're networking and everything. So it, it came over just building the business overall. Like okay. I've um, heard several times, it's just I didn't stay too much on the how to hmm. and I just started. And that's a measure that holds a lot of people up. And that's like a challenge and not just with a loyalty program. It's just a challenge to just actually people giving up on their business, people getting stagnant in their business. It's, they get stuck on the how-to and they're stuck on just, okay, I'm going to do it this way, that way. Yes, study your craft, perfect your craft, write down the elements, document it, but don't get stuck on the how-to. And, that, and that, that's, it can be a challenge. Well, yeah, if, if we if we go into it, because I, I didn't get a college degree and I could allow I could have allowed that to limit my effort at then learning new skill sets. Right. Oh, I didn't go to school for whatever, fill in the blank. But the reality is that if we make even half an effort, 
there is so much information available out there that we can learn what we need to in order to begin to incorporate some of these skill sets into our business, including, again, the ability to not only learn how to read data, but then make some sense of it to the extent that we can actually go make change in our business. There's actually a book, uh, Jakebius, and I can't necessarily recommend the book because I haven't finished it yet, but I will say this is one that I literally just started reading uh, recently. Um, and then I'll pull it up on screen here for uh, anybody who's curious. It's called How to Measure Anything, Finding the Value of Intangibles in Business. And, and in an effort to continue to learn how to look at data more effectively and to leverage that data more effectively as a business owner, especially as we're getting ready to launch a really big brand in January, um, I, this is something that I'm continuing to learn how to do more effectively. So I, I'd love that, that yeah. you're leveraging that and so glad that this has come up in conversation. And again, maybe we can do a separate episode just on this particular topic in the future, because uh, I think mm -hmm. that photographers like yourself need to bring more attention to this particular topic in the industry as a whole. Again, you have a lot of photographers who just kind of they're functioning under the guise of being artist types. And they'll argue, oh, I'm just not good with numbers or I just it's boring to me or it doesn't it doesn't appeal to me. And the reality mm -hmm. is that's just all excuses, kind of BS excuses. Right. And if we don't actually make a little bit of an effort, then we're going to miss out on an opportunity. Our business may be OK, but we're missing out on an opportunity to make it that much better if we're actually able to learn how to read and, and leverage data. So it's such good yeah. stuff. The other thing that you mentioned, too, um, and I'm assuming this is the. Uh, the site that you were talking about, the Google Page Speed Insights. You talked about seeing what on your, uh, like for example, if text is too small. For anybody listening in, we'll link to this in the show notes at bocapodcast.com, but if you go to page speed, just like it sounds, pagespeed.web.dev, or just Google Page Speed Insights, um, you can enter your website in there and it will give you some really insightful information, both about your desktop site as well as your mobile site. What's working, what's not, what's slow, what needs to be tweaked, what, where, you know, what code might be faltering. It's a really, really powerful tool. Google um, Search Console is another really incredible tool. You mentioned analytics as well. Yep. And some of these, when you pull them up, it may be a little bit overwhelming initially, but to our conversation, just making a little bit of an effort, learning how to begin to use those tools can be extremely insightful. Yeah, um, the other website, the actual website that I'm talking about also, um, Google Console is another one. Yeah, Google Search yep. Console. Yeah, it's super yep. powerful. The other one, I'll, yep. I'll go ahead and throw this out here just as point of reference for anybody who wants to go really deep in the weeds, ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S.com. We'll link to it in the show notes as well. And in fact, uh, I will go ahead and pull this up on screen while we're talking about it, ahrefs.com. This is a really powerful tool. Um, Jill, who heads up our digital marketing at Photographer's Edit, has used this particular tool extremely effectively to dial in areas of our website or websites that, that fell short in various, especially when it comes to, to SEO. Um, but where our website fell short in various areas, she was able to find those problem areas. Collectively, we were able to go in and address those. And what that's done for our SEO has been pretty mind-blowing, actually. Really, really exciting stuff. So that's a little bit of a deeper dive, but I'll throw that out there. and We'll link to that in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Last two points. You talked about, first of all, SOP, so standard operating procedures. I know when I when I think, for example, about tracking KPIs, some people might be like, well, KPIs, how does what does that have to do with loyalty program? But you're talking about the ability to leverage data to see what works and what doesn't. And obviously, we want to focus our efforts and energy on the stuff that does sell really well, that is converting clients more effectively, that is causing clients to spend more money. So it makes sense mm -hmm. to use 
KPIs and tracking that data in order to build a loyalty program. How does SOP, how does standard operating procedure play into a loyalty program? Um, so, I mean, what's your standard operating procedure that you should have overall in your business and not just your loyalty program? Because the standard operating procedure is what happens when this happens, that happens, which ties in with workflows also and automation. Mm. So um, your SOPs is if if you're sick, no matter if you're sick or no matter what what happens, if someone was to step in for you in your brand, if something was to happen and you can't operate your business, they can step in and they see the standard operating procedure, the Bible of how operations should be going within your business mm. and this portion of your business. It should go this way. Whenever a client reaches this many purchases, they're going to get an eight by 10 or either they're going to get a 20% off, 15% off, 30% off whenever they reach this many purchases or this tier level or whenever they get this many referrals. How do you know? You know by documenting that and you have SOPs. If you can get the workflows, those are your SOPs right there. They help mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. So you document that. So if someone wants to step in for you, then they can follow that same procedure. It goes this way every single time. And also standard operating procedures, it helps you um, keep and maintain the relevant, consistent path that you give to your customers every single time. 100%. Because you can definitely, I can go on a, tangent and that can that will have to be another episode for sure <laughs> okay. of just not being consistent mm -hmm. i've heard stories of a client goes to someone and then they ask them for pricing and the clients they know each other they know each other so one person goes to that photographer and they ask them for pr pricing for branding the other person goes to them the next day and asks them for the pricing you give two different pricing structures but they're asking for the same thing why is that if you have a standard operating procedure that will help you it goes that way every single time it may change your pricing may change mm -hmm. but when you have sops in place that helps across your brand loyalty and your customer loyalty and it goes the way every single time whether you're there your grandmother coming to step in for you, your fellow uh, fellow photographer buddy helping in for you, whatever it is, it helps build your brand, which leads to royalty at the end of the day. That totally and helping makes you sense. keep that consistent um, outcome every single time. Yep, that totally makes sense. Okay, so SOPs, i.e., workflows, establishing and then carrying out those workflows consistently encourages that loyalty that that absolutely makes sense yeah. okay so number one we started with the importance of delivering consistently in our brand number two the importance of developing strong relationships genuine relationships number three the importance of tracking and leveraging kpis leveraging data we'll say number yeah. four the importance of putting in place and then running consistently our standard operating procedure our workflows for the sake of that consistent experience and that reliable experience then translates to more business and that's really important and the number five you said loyalty tactics can you break this down mm -hmm. explain what that means um basically what motivates the customer you have to know and that goes back to loyalty and the relationship building um what motivates the customer what are your top selling products within your business that goes into you knowing the data as well your kpis so if you have your top performing um packages on your website or whatever it is that you're doing or that album that always sells good 
okay, well, how can you get the most out of this? How can you actually sell that particular item more? What is it that interest? Is it the, the pages? Is it the style of it? Is it what the design of it? Do you need to tweak this or tweak that about it? What interests your customers? Do they like coming to you because you offer your prints in bulk packages? Do they like them just because you offer them individually? Like I have in my business to where whenever they book a package, they have to purchase them in bulk as far as the digital items. I mm. offer them in digitals, but you can't purchase individual digitals until after you've purchased a package and it's in bulk. And then in the IPS, you'll see it um, individually. So you have to know what interest. Maybe you have to do um, a la carte in your business. And that's something that interests the, um, the customer. And then sometime you may have to stay away from a la carte. So you have to know whatever it is that you're offering. What is the interest of that loyalty that you can give to your actual customers? What are they liking that you're offering? So you can make sure that you can actually build that off of, okay, well, I can build a loyalty program to where I can offer maybe without losing because you have to make sure that your price for profit at the end of the day, no matter what you're doing, your price for profit, you don't just give away free items. You're reward, you're rewarding that customer for coming to you at a repeat purchases and then also referring as well. So you're rewarding that customer, whether it's just 20 percent off or whatever it is. But you have to know, OK, what is it that the customer likes? And then they get 20 percent off every purchase if they're a VIP client. Or they get an eight by ten. Okay, what's you can offer an eight by ten or either a wallet size image. Um, if if you're gonna lose, let's be real. If you can't offer that or twenty percent or fifteen percent off, you're not running a strategic business. Period. Point blank. Hmm. If you can't offer that, then as a reward to someone that's coming to actually repeat purchases to you, a client, then you're not leveraging. From that. Mm. So, I mean, it, what is a what is an eight by 10? I mean, you can offer that. What is I mean, a 20 and then because that's at the beginning. OK, you get a free eight by 10. When you do your IPS, they're going to purchase more because you're going to have more photos that they're going to want to buy. And then if they're not buying wall art, that's when you can do the digitals. If they're just going to buy digitals. OK, sell them in a bulk package or whatnot. So you're going to make that money back, but you're going to incentivize them with that so that's a part of learning okay well what's the motivation behind what is it that they like that you actually offer and if you don't offer it listen to your customers hmm. to see what is it that you can bring to the table and offer to your clientele because it's not just about you picking up your canning nikon fujifilm or whatever it is yeah. <laughs> um, it's not just about picking that up it's about the experience and the loyalty that your brand is bringing to the table so if you know that those are your loyalty tactics you can target them by offering okay they like this they like that okay well how can i leverage off that okay well offer them okay well hey refer me five people refer to three people i give you 20 percent off that album that you like that's a loyalty tactic. But you can do that, too. You, you talked about this just kind of in passing. I think it's important to note, though, if we are aware of our numbers, the data that we were talking about earlier in that conversation about KPIs, 
the important metrics that we need to be tracking. If we're keeping track of a profit and loss statement, for example, and I'm sure Sprout has something like that built into theirs, their software, yep. other, other software, QuickBooks included, certainly has something like that. But if we know how to look at that information, then we know the margin that we're working with and it enables us to do things like give a 20% discount. But if, if we're just blindly giving stuff away, that creates a lot of problems. So awareness yep. is key for sure in all of this. But I, I, what I wrote down as you were talking there is what motivates the customer? Loyalty tactics is all about knowing what it is that motivates that customer. And I know that we can track that with metrics over time, certainly. You talked about having conversations with them as well. When, when you have those conversations, are you literally just asking them what interests you as a bonus or as a gift or what does that conversation actually sound like um the conversation can go with it goes back to like um the consultation that you're having whether it's via zoom okay. um or microsoft team or either in person one of my favorites yeah <laughs> um it's you getting to know okay well what is it that they like you have that if you have questionnaires everything you can knock that out like I just said, in your questionnaires, if they like um, how how would you like to visualize the portraits inside of your home? Mm. Jumping to those type of questions and you asking, OK, do you like tabletop collections? Um, are you liking just canvases? Are you liking frame wall arts? What is it? Do you like album? How do you see this in your home? And that's how you can get to know those measures. Okay, that's good. I like that. Well, I, this has been a super practical conversation, Jacobius, and, and uh, again, I really especially loved that you highlighted the importance of tracking data. And it, seriously, I'd love to come back to that conversation at some point if, if you'd be willing to do so. But um, for all of our listeners, of course, we'll link to all the resources that we discussed today, the talking points certainly in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Jakevius, will you just remind our listeners as, as we're closing here where they can find and follow you online, make sure that they check out not only your website, but ultimately follow you on Instagram too. Yeah, well, you can follow me on Instagram at jepitome. So that's J-E-P-I-T-O-M-E underscore photography or at jepitomephotography.com. And then on Facebook, you can look up Jakevius Phillips or at jepitome underscore photog on facebook as well so okay, feel perfect. free reach out to me as i'm here for you as i want to see the win and everyone not just me because it's not just about me it's about all of us getting the win mm -hmm. if you need help with systems whatever it is i'm here to help you because we I, can do better as an industry i really appreciate that it's very gracious and very generous of you and again we'll link to your website and social media all in the show notes as well thanks again for making time for all of us for sharing i really appreciate it Jakevius. yeah no problem thank you